0: This is David Papa, and it is the Personal Injury Guru Show. And today, I have a physical therapist that you're going to be able to uh, enjoy, and his name is Carmine. And Carmine has been a physical therapist for nearly 30 years. And what I wanted to do was have him talk a little bit about the differences between what a chiropractor does and what a physical therapist does. And I think it's important for everyone out there that has either gone to either one of them to know that there is a distinct difference. He's gonna make that distinction. And he's also gonna talk about the modalities that he does that are very similar to what the chiropractors do, but also how he talks a little bit more about long-term exercise, staying in shape, and and having more of a healthier physical lifestyle. Um, He's a great guy. Uh, Carmine, I've known him for quite some time now and uh, it'll probably go off on a few jokes here and there with him, and uh, that's just the way it goes with him and I. But uh, I want you mainly to know why we're doing this, and that's I'm trying to create an atmosphere where you can choose an attorney uh, and be educated about it. Uh, Get to know me a little bit. Get to know the people I'm bringing on board because they're part of my team. These are the people that I actually work with um, that I take real pride in sending my clients to become their patients because I know that they're going to get excellent results and that each of the team members that I have, whether it's a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a surgeon, an MD, neurologist, neurosurgeon, you're going to get quality people that work together in concert with one another for the benefit of you. And that's the most important thing. This is the Personal Injury Guru Show with attorney David Papa. Welcome back to the Personal Injury Guru. I am David Papa, and I'm here today with a physical therapist, and this is Carmine. Carmine, introduce yourself. Carmine Ciccarello. I'm a physical therapist in St. Pete, Florida. How's everybody doing? Great. And let's talk a little bit, Carmine, about your background, your education first. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: went to school in Buffalo, New York, a small private school called Damon College. Um, gosh, 24 years ago now, since, or 22 years ago. God, I'm, you're old. I am. I'm getting there. <laughs> I should talk, right? But once I shaved the head, I became eternally ageless, so
0: it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> that's what I have to do.
1: <laughs> so been practicing for a while. Um, did all of my uh, college work there and um, traveled for a year out of school. And then relocated down here to St. Pete,
0: Florida. Oh, very good. And um, as a physical therapist, how long have you been? Being, how long have you been a physical therapist? Graduated in '94, so as I said, I think 26 years now. It's kind of hard to say. Wow, it's been a long time. Well, you've got very experienced. It's been a while. Yeah. And so, where is your office now, and, and, and how long have you been there?
1: I, my current location is St. Pete, Florida, at 780 94th Avenue North. Um, but I spent most of my career in, in a little further downtown St. Pete. Um, In a a little larger location, bigger facility. Over the years, since I've been employed for so long, I just kind of got to the point where I said I wanted to kind of do a little more one-on-one stuff, kind of downsize a little bit, be able to give a little bit more personalized care.
0: Well, you see, that's interesting you say that because in my profession, it's the same way. You've got people advertising the biggest law firms. uh, Who do you think you're going to get? You know, you're not going to get the individual that's that, that, that sitting here talking or you. You're going to get people that you don't know, you've never met before, and may never contact you. Correct. So by you saying that, that, that hits a, a hot spot for me because the reason I've come in, into my own and I'm doing Papa Injury Law rather than being in a bigger firm is exactly that. I think it's, it's more important to be more personalized and to help people that really need your help and if you get to know each person, you know their name, you know who they are, they're gonna feel much more comfortable and confident with you.
1: Agreed. And that's really been one of the biggest keys to my success over the years is creating an atmosphere people wanna be in, one-on-one, a relationship. If people wanna come and they wanna to come to therapy, they got a much better chance of getting them better. So if you create an atmosphere they wanna be in, you got a much better shot than most people who just create the kind of run of the mill different person every day, different environment every day. So it's really been one of the big keys to our success.
0: Right, because when they want Carmen, they get Carmen. Correct. Right, that's very good. That's really nice. Oh, well, let me ask you something. Um, A lot of people confuse physical therapy with chiropractic care. Can you kind of give us maybe a little bit of an understanding of what you do that's different? Sure, certainly.
1: Um, There's definitely a lot of overlap. Um, And probably the biggest single difference, and I'll circle back to this, is – we focus a little bit more on exercise, a little bit more on strengthening. So when you first come in, we do very similar stuff. Pass, do our history, we do passive modalities, try to treat the injury, get them pain-free, or at least get the symptoms calmed down. Very similar to chiropractic. Right. The biggest difference at that point then, or at least in my practice, is I then shift the focus. We continue with modalities, but we also start gearing them toward an exercise program so that long-term, we're giving them the tools they need to help manage their injuries on their own well that's important it's huge and what we find is if we give those tools to the people one they're getting better results but two they're taking ownership and they can have control over their injury and they can manage it much more effectively instead of feeling helpless right and that's a big 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 ticket for a lot of people so some chiro's do some exercises i'm not going to say they don't Um, but it's not as big of a focus i think um and i think a big misconception also is even though there's a fine line you know we don't call them manipulations because we're not allowed to and that's just one of the legal aspects. We call them joint mobilization but we do a lot of similar things and so people I want to come in and get adjusted well I'm not going to adjust so I'm going to do a joint mobilization but you're gonna get the same result and at the right. end of the day
0: that that's where there's so much overlap. I see okay and you said you, you started out with some modalities that are more passive. What, what types of modalities sure, are there? Sure. Well based on obviously
1: each person's injury um, mm-hmm. there's a myriad of different modalities from moist heat, ice, electrical stimulation, ultrasound, massage, soft tissue work for trigger point mobilization. Um, We call them stretching PNF patterns, basically to facilitate certain stretching type activities. So those are the things that are more geared toward the feel better stuff. And then right. once we start getting symptoms under control, then we move more toward an active, still in concert with some of those passive modalities because they're sure. good for blood flow, tissue elasticity, serve as a great warm-up. But then we lead down more toward an exercise regime that ultimately is what, in my opinion, the key to
0: long-term success. So the most important thing I would think, or one of the most important aspects of what you do uh, in physical therapy would be seeing people post-surgery as well then. So sure. There's there's lots of different injuries. Um Certainly post-operative
1: rehab is a big, big, big aspect of what we do, but it's not the only aspect that we do. Obviously, usually their injuries are much more involved Mm -hmm. post-operatively, so there's usually a more significant medical history if they've gotten to that point. So obviously in that situation, the care changes slightly. It's more conservative at first. It's more geared toward, depending on the surgery, obviously, you know. Right. The approach is going to change differently than just someone that comes in with simply soft tissue injuries or some more bumps and bruises.
0: Right. It was my train of thought after someone has a surgery, you want to get them loosened up. You want to get them moving, you know, how they've moved before the surgery. And you want to, again, give them that long-term understanding of this isn't just for today and tomorrow. This is for the rest of your life. That could help you. Sure. And, And education is probably one of the other biggest things that
1: we do. Unfortunately, sometimes when they go to the doctor or in the doctor's office, they don't feel like they got all the information. They're consumed with the actual surgical procedure. They're consumed with just, okay, let me get this done. One of the biggest assets we can be for a physician is to basically take the time, because we see the patient more often, for a greater length of time, and really be a problem solver. Explain, this is normal. This is part of the recovery process. It's an expected outcome. Nothing to be upset about. And so when you set the expectation, you obviously increase patient confidence. Because now all of a sudden they say, okay, well, He was right. I felt that. I'm I'm at my house three or four hours later, and he said this was exactly going to happen. So, wow. Okay, I need to do this, and now it's back under control. Let me go back. Now we can talk about. Hey, this is what happened. What do we do about it? So it's great, great, great for um, patient continuity and for them to to help gain their confidence.
0: Okay, so when a patient, let's let's talk about a patient that's been involved in an automobile accident that walks into your office for the first time. I and I talked a previous uh, with a chiropractor, Dr. Bill Lichter, and he came out and said. Very important to get the consultation. It's everything. It really is so important. Now, How do you feel about that?
1: Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent.
0: Most of the time, um, if they
1: haven't been to the emergency room for screening or something like that, if they contact me directly, I'll usually refer to an MD first that I work very closely with. Okay. I'll a lot of times take the patient history. We won't begin any treatment until I get them in to see a physician to basically screen for any underlying issues, any more serious issues that may be a problem before we actually start the PT treatment.
0: Right. And that's that's a good point. So you don't just jump right in. Absolutely not. You're very cautious in the way you proceed. Absolutely.
1: And, and of course, after 26 years, after you take a
0: patient history,
1: after you do an evaluation, you usually have a pretty good idea. However, I constantly remind myself and some of my colleagues, we can't see inside people. So right. getting them to the right person, getting the right scans, getting the right information is ultimately... The key to success.
0: Right. When you're talking about scans,
1: it could be a CAT scan, MRI, or static X ray. Correct. And any, any information that's going to help to give us some information about their injury.
0: Right. That's very good. And now you say you do work with MDs then.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and we, we share, we do work with chirals also, but obviously
0: from my standpoint, MDs are a close part of what we do. Okay. That's awesome to know. All right. Um, and so I'm a, I'm a new patient. I walk in, I finish the paperwork um what's the next thing you do take me kind of through a step-by-step understanding of what someone's going to do when they get into an automobile accident if they choose a pt rather than a chiropractor for whatever reason uh or both Mm -hmm. and they decide to come and see you what are they going to expect the first day absolutely um first day obviously creating a patient rapport is first and foremost
1: making them feel comfortable but in in doing that it's taking an accurate medical history how did the accident happen What are your injuries? Basically gathering all of the information you can from the patient based on the accident and what injuries have occurred. At that point, we go over past medical history, we go over any medications they're on, any previous surgeries they might have had. Basically getting a comprehensive background, not just on this accident, but any underlying factors that may be influencing the patient care as we move forward from this point. Right. Once we do that, we go through the hands-on examination, range of motion, um, strength testing, mobility testing, spine mobility testing, and we compare those to normative values so we can discern where they have deficiencies, where they might have some spasms, and then we go over all of that with the patient to explain. Here's your injuries. This is what occurred, but depending on the mechanism of injury, obviously, if it might be a whiplash-type injury or a lumbar strain, I mean, basically giving them the information so that they have a more thorough understanding. Because I do find, even though a lot of times they've been to the ER or even been to an MD, they're nervous or they're worked up in those environments, so we usually can get them in a more calm state, and we can give them a little bit more information and give them a much more, com- a greater comfort level of an understanding
0: of what's happening. Okay, and I, I imagine that in your office, every time you see them, you keep those records, accurate records of on course. On, of course how you've treated them so you kind of know what direction they're going in so
1: ultimately after the initial evaluation we come up with a treatment plan and that's mm-hmm. a big part the patient part participates in that treatment what are your goals that's really the ultimate question what is it that you ultimately want to achieve is it just pain do you got to get back to work do you got to get back to a sport so in identifying those goals with the patients we can effectively come up with the best treatment plan in that situation then that's when we start with basically when we first come in, they're not going to go through an hour worth of exercise because they're not going to tolerate it, depending on where they are in the process. Right. So progression, really, where you're talking about keeping records from visit one, visit two, visit three, and looking at the progression over time, ultimately not only helps to give patient reinforcement about progress, but also helps to give to
0: providers to prove the, the, the progress that they're making. Right, and that's important and when it comes to uh, the attorney portion of it. And uh, my concern is always making sure that every provider, that my client sees, they give accurate information and also that you put down the accurate information. So when I review records on a regular basis, I can keep up with my client's history of what's going on and understand that they're doing better. Um, So what I do, and you're just finding that out because we started working together, is I like to call up and talk about my clients and I like to say how are they doing, what's going on, what's the, the plan, and are they getting better? No, and that's an intangible, and that's one of the things that I've said about you before. Communication, just like in any relationship,
1: is the key, especially in this kind of relationship. Oh, sure. There's a third party involved. I'm seeing them a little more often than you might be. Maybe there's some information that you weren't aware of that I can give you that's going to help the patient, and vice versa. So at the end of the day, I can't put an emphasis on how important that is, and that's really one of the
0: things that you do very effectively, and I pride myself on as well. Absolutely, and we've talked about that together, how important that is. Absolutely. You know, um, because when people go to different doctors, maybe they're seeing you at the same time they're seeing a pain management doctor, the same time they're seeing an orthopedic or a neurosurgeon, you have to kind of work in concert with everyone. So you've been doing that too. The team, the
1: team approach is absolutely necessary. If one hand is not talking to the other, it's impossible to get a good outcome. And that's the, that's the great part about having a group or a team, if you will, that's all on the same page.
0: That's all working together toward the same goal to get the best outcome we can for the patient. Yeah, and I've seen too much in, in the past 20 years where I've had different uh, chiropractors who don't want to talk to PTs, PTs don't want to talk sure. to chiropractors. Uh, MDs are insulted if you go to a chiropractor or a PT without them recommending it. And I, I stay away from those types of doctors. I really do. And the reason it is, is because I need to have people that have that open book teamwork attitude Because without it, the only person that really gets hurt is the patient. Agreed. A thousand percent. And speaking of that communication, a
1: lot of times we can pick up, sometimes patients aren't progressing really the way we think they should. At that point, I might pick up the phone and say, hey, we need to make a referral to a pain management doctor. Or maybe they need a consult for XYZ because they're just not progressing the way I expected them to. So being objective is part of being effective, if you will. Sometimes people get lost mm-hmm. in the fact that, oh, I'm doing a great job and I'm just going to keep on seeing them. Well, that's not helpful. So right.
0: making the right recommendation to the appropriate person is the key for all of us. Right. And I, I agree 100%. I think that's probably the number one reason that I've chosen to work with you because you have to know your limitations. Correct. And Dr. Lichter has mentioned that same thing. He said, I have limitations. I know when I can't fix someone or when they're not getting better, it's time to send them on to somebody that will.
1: And, and that's a really, really important factor that I, I probably learned later in my career and I should have learned earlier, probably maybe because of ego or whatever. But in my experience now, yep. I can't tell you the value of understanding your limitations and knowing, hey, it's time they haven't progressed in the time they should be.
0: Right. So let's Nick make the appropriate referral to who can help them. You know, it's funny you say that because that's been the that's really been the theme is experience. Um, I can't emphasize that enough from my end or your end, um, because when you go and you you choose an attorney to go to and they send you to doctors that they choose, you know, you really want to choose a team that's going to work together. When I say team, it's not just doctors; it's the attorney, the paralegal who works on the case with the client to make sure now your patient is is doing the right things and you're taking care of our patient, getting to the appropriate doctors, and that all the doctors are willing to communicate with each other. The doctors I have chosen to work with all seem to be on the same page, including Bill, including yourself, and I think that's huge because everyone has a part in this. And I think if everybody can learn just to put those egos aside, I think ego comes with a little bit of youth and thinking that you kind of know everything, like you had mentioned. Absolutely. And now with experience, we're like, oh, we're over that. Come now on. Let's just get this person better and let's move them on and let's make sure we think about them first. And there's not enough of that being done. That's why we're doing this type of a show. I want people to realize that there are people like yourself out there that really are willing to work with others and really willing to be honest and upfront. And like you mentioned, integrity is number one. Absolutely, absolutely. Without and, it, we have nothing. We have nothing. And we and we both both Italian backgrounds. <laughs> absolutely, we, really, we can understand how that works. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, when you're in an Italian family, and just a quick story, if I did something wrong, I didn't worry about the police. I worried about my father. And then my uncles, when they came over, I didn't get slapped once. I got slapped like four times for the same crime. Absolutely. And even though it was no big deal, if I mouthed off to my mother or if I did something wrong, it was like whack. (laughs) And then my uncle, hey, buddy, I heard what you did. Come over here. You're going to get another whack. And then a third and a fourth one. So you learn. Absolutely. And and it's experience. And you learn. uh, And I don't know how other families, I can only tell you what my upbringing was. (laughs) But it was, uh, you know, they did that today. If I did that to my kids, I'd be in jail, for God's sakes. But, well, uh, gone you know, are the
1: handshake days where your word actually means something, and unfortunately, that's a sad thing, and that's the beauty of our relationship and a lot of the people we surround ourselves with. Yes. I know if you say something, I know if I say something,
0: it, it's, I'm going to stick to it, and so
1: are you. That's yeah, an it,
0: you know, that's funny. It brings me just to a brief uh, uh, conversation I had with my father before he passed. He said, you know why me and your uncles and everybody used to shake hands? Because everybody now does it like it's a pleasantry. Everyone just walks up and they bring it in and they shake hands and they fist pump and all that. But he said, we shook hands because we looked each other in the eye and we made a promise. And that meant something. And we never broke the promise. And that meant a lot to him. And it meant a lot for me to hear that from him because it's what you just said. And it means a lot. And I think that when someone comes to my office and I look them in the eye and I promise that I'm going to think about them first, put them first, make sure they go into the correct doctors, the correct P.T., everything you know the correct surgeons if necessary that I can rely upon all the people I work with to have the integrity and the experience to say look the patient comes first and, and it, it doesn't always happen that way and I know people listening you understand what I'm saying you, you've been through it it's not going to happen here uh the team that I've assembled and put together and I work with we are going to care about the people first I agree with that I, I know I will I know you will yeah absolutely um As far as uh, parting words, um, uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to to people listening to you as far as your profession and what you do?
1: Um, I think really just understanding what probably the chiropractic physical therapy difference that I touched on earlier and understanding that they can work in concert with each other, that there's a lot of overlap. Some people think that, okay, the physical therapist can't do the mobilizations or those things that I want to get at the Cairo, so I'll go to the Cairo instead of going to the PT. When you come to a therapist like myself and you can handle all of those things kind of under one roof, it, it really gives an overall experience different than just a single provider can. And, and I think in my years of experience, being able to take patients from the, the state of being injured to the state of recovery and healthy to get back to a healthy, pain-free lifestyle, or it's close there too, it's valuable and that's worth something and people realize that and they enjoy it and that's why i get a lot of word of mouth referrals that's why i get a lot of internal referrals i mean right. quite frankly as i told you but the majority of my career i never did a lot of marketing is because of the word of mouth referrals and the, and the outcomes that we got and i'm very proud of that
0: well i'm proud of you as a friend and i appreciate you coming here today to be able to to talk to uh, the listeners and hopefully they've learned something about pt and they've learned something about the type of team we've all put together and the people that i surround myself with and that's good people Agreed, a 1,000%. All right. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, we'll be back on The Personal Injury Guru. Again, this is David Papa, and it's The Personal Injury Guru Show. And you just heard from Carmine. And I was very confident bringing him aboard today, that you would learn exactly what I hoped that you would. And that he's a real personable guy, he's a regular guy with a lot of experience, and he knows how to treat patients. And to me, that means everything. Um, I, I've had 20 years of experience in this area, I've seen so many people come to me that have said they didn't like their doctors, or every time they went to a specific clinic they saw somebody different, they got shipped off to an MD who didn't know the doctors, they didn't communicate, that doesn't happen here. What I'm doing is creating an atmosphere where I have a good team of doctors that all communicate together for the sake of the patient. Um, Carmine also mentioned things like integrity. He mentioned things like his handshake and looks you, when he looks you in the eye, it means something. And I kind of gave a couple of antidotes on the same topic. Uh, and again, it wasn't meant to uh, you know, relate to everybody, but I just related it to how I, I grew up because that's the only way I know. And um, I was always told when you look in the eye and you shake somebody's hand, it means something. And um, that's old school. And I think that's exactly how the people I'm working with feel. Uh, not that they we're all that old, but we're experienced and we have wisdom. And uh, we've been doing this for quite some time. Um, I hope that you learned from Carmine. I hope that he helped you. And again, uh, if you like me, give me the thumbs up. Subscribe to me. Uh, I'd appreciate that. And again, give me any thoughts you might have. Uh, I always respond to people. If you go to my website, at Papa Injury Law, you'll see people leave me reviews, and I respond to them. I respond to everybody. I keep an open mind. So feel free to do that, and we'll see you again at the Papa Injury Guru Show.